Welcome back to the latest You Are My Borough. Myself, Tom Shaw and Scott Wilson reflecting on another Borough win at Watford on Saturday. 3-2 success at Vicarage Road. A couple of goals for Riley McGree after he'd taken pride of place on his page lead in the Echo in the, new, in the Northern Echo on Saturday. <laughs> it's great when a plan comes together like isn't that. Isn't it just? Isn't it, yeah, isn't it just? <laughs> uh, it was almost as though we'd prepared and planned it. So a couple of goals from Agree, a goal for Josh Coburn. We'll talk about both of those. We'll talk about all the positives to come from the last week for Middlesbrough. But there is one problem, and we're going to start there. Left back, Lewis O'Brien goes off injured on Saturday. Scott, you've been over to see Michael Carrick today at Rockcliffe. So we'll start with the yeah. injuries and the and the situation there. What what's the latest on O'Brien? Yeah, it's um it's becoming the cursed left back spot, isn't it? Really, um, you know, it's it's uh, yeah. So obviously, O'Brien went off in the first half of the game at Watford. Um, straight away after the game, Michael Carrick kind of said, you know, the fears are that it, it kind of could be a bad one in as many words. Um, and and the line today was um, still waiting scan results. They should be here in the next twenty four hours or so. But in Carrick's words, it's not looking positive, which. I think it's probably at this stage as close as you're going to get from him saying it looks like a pretty serious one. Um, clearly out of tomorrow's game against Cardiff, almost certainly out of the derby at the weekend, and and the fear would be that it actually stretches a fair way beyond the international break. But we'll have to see with that. But um, but yes, yeah, certainly for the next two games, I think Borough are going to have to do without him, and and maybe for a little bit longer than that too. And before we talk about who's going to come in and who's going to replace him. It's a signal for O'Brien because I was over at Rockcliffe when he came in and he came in and spoke to the press. And I thought he came across really, really well, really personable. When I was at Rockcliffe for the presser last week, he was just knocking about in reception, having a bit of chat with a, with a few of the lads who were working there. And again, you know, comes across as a really good bloke. And, and, he, and he talked, didn't he, at length and openly when he signed about the fact that you know, that Forest move didn't go to plan and he's come here desperate, desperate to prove a point in his words. Um, so he was doing it, wasn't he? even if it is weeks, to get this setback, having just broken into the team and really established himself, although be it not in his first choice position, it's, it's a signal for him, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were speaking to Michael Carrick about him at the back end of last week and, and the fact that obviously he'd slotted in there at left back and, and you know, Carrick couldn't have been more effusive in terms of just saying, you know, what a what a good lad he is in terms of, you know, he's come here, you know, we brought him here on loan. He'll be desperate to prove himself in centre midfield. We've we've told him, look, we're going to have to shoot shoe on you in at left back. And and Carrick was basically saying he's been absolutely as good as gold in terms of that, you know. And obviously the performances were really good too. Um, so yeah, a blow for Borough, but a, but, but a blow for O'Brien himself. And like I say. You know, you just hope that it's not a really bad one. Um, you know, let's hope that 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 um, you know we're going to see him sooner rather than later. As I say, it's a bit of a watch that's this space with that one, but yeah, the early signs clearly aren't good. And, and Borough find themselves now in a position, in a weird position where they're not short of left backs, mm. but for one reason or another, they might well start with a centre half who's played at right back and has had to fill in at left back and who's who's yeah. only 19 year old there tomorrow because Hayden Coulson started the season but has been out the picture. Lucas Engel clearly suffered a disappointing and, and difficult start after after signing. 
is more likely to play Vandenberg there tomorrow, isn't he, than bring either of those two I, in? I mean, you, I you, think, you asked him about it today. Yeah, I, I think he's nailed on to play. Unless unless Bangura is ready to go and the, and the suggest, you know, all the suggestions are he's not, probably. He's not there yet. He's not far off, I don't think, but he's not there yet. Then, yeah, I think it will be Vandenberg. I mean, again, you know, Michael Carrick was at pains to say today, look, you know, this isn't the end for Engel and it's not the end for Coulson. Coulson played in the under-21s on Friday night which probably gives you an indication of where he's at. I mean, again, Carrick was saying, look, you know, he just needed some game time. And yeah, I think there is an element of that. But the fact that he was playing for the under-21s on Friday night, rather than being the part of the squad um, challenging for a place at Watford, kind of tells you exactly where he's at in things at the minute. Engel, I think, is a little bit different. I think Engel will get another chance. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't think the door's closed there. And I think that come the end of the season... Yeah there will have been opportunities for him to get back in the, in, in, in the first team in some way, shape or form, and at least, you know, challenge to try and show that he's the player that Borough thought they were signing back in the summer. But at the moment, Carrick clearly doesn't think that he's in a position where he can pitch him in to start a championship game at home to Cardiff. So, so no, I think it will be Vandenberg. I think it'll be Smith at right back. Um, I think it'll be, well, <clears throat> Lenehan's the other one. So he missed the, the game at the weekend through illness. Um, but again, you know, not, not a definitive from Carrick, but reading between the lines, I think I think Burr expect him to be available for tomorrow night. And if he is, then I think he'll start ahead of McNair. So I suspect the back four will be Smith, Fry, Lenehan, Vandenberg. On on Engel, it's a it's a it's an it's an interesting one, isn't it? And I agree with you. You know, clearly they're not going to write a signing off after three four games, whatever it is. But it feels like the next game for him has to be the right one, doesn't it? Yeah. Because what you don't want to do is push him back in. And you know, I don't know whether he's I don't know whether his confidence has been hit or all, at all by the difficult start. But what you don't want to do is have having taken him out the team for what four, five, six games, however many games it is, put him back in and him have another difficult afternoon. It, oh. it feels like it has the, to be the ideal right scenario. One. You've got to take a bit of a punt on him, haven't you? you, have, you have. The ideal scenario is, is over the course of the next two months, Borough get themselves into a situation in a couple of games where they're 3-0 up with 15 minutes left, pretty much cruising. And you can bring in, you know, Vandenberg if he's playing at left-back, Bangura if he's back or whatever, off and, and throw Engel on for 15, 20 minutes here and there just to gradually get him back into it. But you're right, at some stage, he's going to have to sink or swim as a starter. And, and yeah, he's had this rocky spell. It feels like if he was then to come back in and, and show no signs of being any more comfortable, then alarm bells probably start ringing then, don't they? But like I say, I, I envisage a scenario where he'll be drip-fed back in as a sub over the next month, couple of months, and and then maybe get to a scenario where Carrick thinks, okay, we're ready to have another good start in here. I mean, maybe it's, it feels a long way off, but actually, you know, FA Cup third round, that's probably the next real game. With Obviously, um, you know, because there's the Carabao Cup, clearly, but as we said in the last pod, that suddenly now feels like a massive opportunity for Borough. So whereas the early rounds of the Carabao Cup are maybe experiment and, and throw two or three players in to get them game time, Surely that's not going to be the case at Exeter. That's a game Borough are going to go absolutely full pelt to win. So probably the next time when you can, you know, unless you're forced to because of injuries or whatever, the next time when you can kind of really experiment is probably the third round of the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. I know we say we're not going to. I know we say we're not going to. And Michael Carrick was saying only a couple of weeks ago you can't compare with last season, and I completely get that. But 
you see Ryan Giles sat on the bench for Luton now, and yeah. you just wonder whether he's whether he's. I don't know whether I said that this week or whether I've just thought it out loud to myself for the last. No, I think we did touch on that. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You do wonder. We've spent on the back of what three wins, four games unbeaten. We've spent the first eight minutes talking about a problem position, yeah. an area concern, yeah. and, yet, and yet clearly. There's plenty to be positive about for Borough all at once. With Josh Coburn being one of them. We, you know, we don't yeah. need to go over the background again in Plymouth and stuff. But when a player gets a chance, they need to take it. And hellfire, he's done that, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He has. He, you know, in terms of the last week, obviously, you know, the three wins. I think McGree's kind of return to top form is a big, big positive. Uh, I think Hackney's level of performance again is a big, big positive. Isaiah Jones. Coming back to where he was, big positive. But the biggest has to be Corburn because, you know, as we've been seeing to death really since the start of the summer, that attacking position is the big worry in this Borough team. Where the goals are going to come from is the big worry in the Borough squad. If you've got a striker who is putting his hand up saying, I want to be your man, I want to be your number nine, I want to lead the line, give me chances and I'll score. That's a massive, massive bonus for Borough. And listen, it's only a week. It's only a couple of matches. But it does look like Coburn is championship ready. It looks like that, you know, he's perfectly comfortable at this level. And it looks like he's the kind of leader of the line that Borough have been crying out for. Now, unsurprisingly, we spoke to Carrick on Coburn today. He was asked about him after Watford as well. And I think it's interesting. So... Vandenberg, who is at a fairly similar stage of his um, development, if you like, really, Carrick kind of, at the moment, cannot be more positive and wanting to big up Vandenberg. You know, he's, he's described him as a great personality, really exciting, you know, uh, doing all these jobs in the defence at the moment. He said today, you know, eventually he will be a centre-half. That'll be his position. And it's really exciting to think where he could get to with that. Corburn, I think because he knows he's a local lad, because he knows he's the striker, he's really at pains to go the other way and say, look, you know, yeah, brilliant. Could be anything fantastic, but, you know, very early. Don't want to put too much pressure on his shoulders. Um, you know, he'll develop with us, all of this kind of stuff, which is fine. But I think we're going to get quite quickly to a situation if, if Corbyn, you know, continues developing, he has been, where, no, he's Borough's striker. He is the man that is going to be charged with, with getting the goals for Borough over the remainder of the season. And, you know, yeah, Carrick's right. That That is a lot of pressure to, to place upon a young lad's shoulders. He's still only 20. But... If he shows that he's capable of handling that, then that's a massive thing for Borough, isn't it? And, and I think, clearly, a big confidence boost before the game on Saturday is the fact that Latte Latha started at Bradford in midweek, scored. Yeah. yeah. And yet, Carrick, completely understandably and, and unsurprisingly, on the back of that Southampton win, has stuck, has stuck with him up front. It's a... It's yeah. a clear vote of confidence and how many examples have we seen over the years Marcus Rashford's kind of a, a, um, a high profile one but how many examples have we seen over the years of young players who've taken an opportunity and, and the breakthrough 
I mean, Stuart Downing is a prime example where he gets his chance because um, whoever got injured in the middle, Zenden was moved inside, Downing goes goes on the left and obviously absolutely rips it up and makes himself undroppable. Rashford at Man United, when he got those opportunities um, and, and, and from nowhere took his chance. And it's the same with Coburn, isn't it? In that we know that the plan was to send him out, but then obviously things change because Borough don't get whoever... Um, and then he's taking his chance. And you might look back in January if he's got eight, nine, ten goals and think, hell fire. Imagine if yeah. he, imagine if if he'd gone out. It, it is just one of those classic sliding doors football moments. It's it, it it's 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 um I mean you're right, you're right to say that young players just need that chance, and sometimes the stars align and things happen and, and they and they get the chance, and that's absolutely right. I don't think it's necessarily just young players. I mean, so, you know, I've done a piece for tomorrow kind of talking around the Coburn situation and kind of feeding in some of what Carrick was saying. And and I just had a little look back. And this stage last season, we, we were still a month away from Tuba Akpom playing his first game as a number 10. And a month away, pretty much, from Michael Carrick coming into Middlesbrough. And yet, almost at the flick of a switch, we're at a situation where Akpom is... A revelation at number 10. He's the championship's top scorer and he's gone and joined Ajax. Now, I'm not for one minute saying that Coburn is, you know, comparable to Akpom or the careers are going to, no, nothing like that. What I am saying is that football seasons go off in totally, you know, unforeseen directions because of circumstance, because one decision is forced on someone and that, and something clicks or because something goes wrong, something else has to happen, et cetera, et cetera. It feels a bit like that with Corbyn, doesn't it? That, yes, had things gone differently in, in a number of different ways in the summer, he probably wouldn't have been here. It wasn't plan A. But, but playing Akpom as a number 10 wasn't plan A until Carrick came in and thought, well, we need to do something here. I need to get this side function and let's try this. This is Corbyn's big chance. And like you say, at the moment, he's taking it with both hands. Now, Yes, the caveat is it's only really been a week, a couple of weeks. Let's see if come Christmas and he's playing every game, is he proven as effective? You know, has that initial adrenaline rush, you know, um, calmed down and, and championship defenders are working him out, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, let's see. It still is very early. And so, you know, I, I think Carrick's right in some ways to be saying, look, you know, let's just, let's just keep a bit of a lid on this. But a homegrown centre-forward who's potentially going to be the man firing the goals in for Borough this season. I mean, it, it doesn't get much more exciting than that from a, well, from everything, a fan point of view, a, a journalist point of view, a club point of view, everything. It's it's kind of the dream, isn't it? So, you know, people are going to get excited about it quite quickly if he carries on the way that he has been in the last week, couple of weeks. And, and as a fan, I think because of the way he plays, it's, it's impossible not to take to him, isn't yeah, it? Because he's, exactly. he's, he's, he's honest, he's, you know, clearly, clearly he's an... Very, very, very good footballer, but he's also got that you know he puts himself about. He's a nuisance. He's honest. old-fashioned number yeah, nine. Yeah, and yeah. Then, you know, yeah, football changes everything. But, but fans love that. Absolutely yeah. love that. You know, a, a, a homegrown lad leading the line, running his heart out, knocking defenders around when the ball is put into the box, banging it in from twenty yards at the bottom corner. What's not to love? And I remember talking to him last year when um, when he was on loan at Bristol Rovers, and he was talking. Then he, he was saying, obviously, he was living down there, but he was coming back, and he was saying his his parents 
don't really follow football that much. Um, but he says he quite likes that because it's it's yeah. it's it's kind of a release for him, really. You know, when, you, when um, you his dad, of course, was the butcher, wasn't he? Of Neil yeah, Warnock. yeah. He's the butcher of Neil Warnock sausages press conference beer. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so he says, yeah, it's, it's quite like you know, he, he, clearly he's the local lad, but it's from Beedale, isn't he? So I, I guess yeah. this isn't like you know, this isn't like Stewie where yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. in, in Middlesbrough yeah. Town Centre there or thereabouts, and being. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, surrounded by Borough fans all day, every day. He's kind of slightly removed yeah, from yeah, that, yeah. isn't he? And, and yeah, clearly, like I say, there's the family, while he says, you know, the show, clearly, obviously, real interest and go and watch. The, there is that kind of when they go home, it's not all football. You're not yeah, 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 yeah. constantly talking yeah. about football. Um, Riley McGree, Riley McGree, a couple of goals on the back of the goal against Southampton. I mean, it's kind of Saying nothing that we didn't already know here, but he's very important, isn't he, to to, yeah, to a yeah. team that's playing well? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it, it's still a it's still a little bit of a mystery why he was kind of you know so in and out in those very early weeks of the season. And again, Carrick was kind of asked about that today, and and just kind of said, look, you know, it's not when I leave players out, it's not necessarily because they're not performing, it's not necessarily because they're not doing it. It's just that you know you have to make decisions. I can only play eleven. That's all fine, but that's fine if you're winning. I think if you said to most borough fans, name me your best borough eleven at the minute, even you know, at any point this season, I'd be really surprised if there was many that didn't have Riley McGree in it. Because for me, him and Hackney are the two players, uh, certainly in the in the midfield or attack that that you know are absolutely copper bottomed top six in the championship players. Yeah. You know, at any stage, at any club, they would be, for me, top six in the championship players. Um, and so you surely you want them in your team. So, listen, whatever's happened, it's clearly not been a major issue. There's clearly not been, you know, a fallout or anything like that. Whatever reason, if, if he didn't think, if, if Carrick didn't think he was quite as sharp or whatever, that's obviously been addressed now. He's back in the team. He's playing pretty much as well as he did at any stage last season. He will surely stay in the team you know, between now and the end of the season, you know, as long as he stays injury-free, et cetera, et cetera. I think he's that important to Borough. I really do, yeah. And it's an interesting one here because tomorrow, you, on the back of a relatively long trip on, on Saturday, and you've got the game tomorrow night, and obviously you've got a, another matter of a rather big game on, on Saturday. Yeah. Um, so you would think, Maybe last year, Carrick might have tinkered with one or two things, but you suspect with this momentum they've built them over the last yeah. seven, eight, nine days, he's only going to make the changes that, that are forced upon him, surely. That's exactly right. I, I think it's one of those where if you're on a 12-game winning run and, and everything in the garden's rosy and, and everybody's playing with a massive spring in their step and everything, then, yeah, you probably, you probably that you know, it's easier to, to tinker that a little bit more, isn't it? think at the moment, the fact that Borough have, have been scratching around and suddenly have now hit on this little bit of momentum, I think Carrick will be massively loath to change anything really for Cardiff. So clearly, you know, as we've said, there'll be a defensive change forced on him. McNair will play centre-half if Lenahan isn't available. But I'd be, I'd be really surprised if the um, the, the the midfield, what, five and, and Corbin up front change. I just don't see it. And Cardiff are a funny one because... I, I had Cardiff when 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 that managerial appointment in the summer and and 
I know they made a couple of eye-catching signings, but I had Cardiff as one of the teams where you looked at them and thought they're going to have a, a struggle this season. They've obviously started really well. They're in the top six. That that said, it's the home form that's got them there on the whole. I think if they won, won one away from home, I think, of the four games, that was at Sunderland. I wasn't there. By all accounts, it was a smash and grab, you know, a classic case of Sunderland dominating, but just not being able to find a way through and Cardiff score with... 87th yeah. minute was it set piece first first ever on Tiger, but but clearly the the, the look well, you only have to look at results they're probably stronger than they have been for a couple of years. Can't yeah, absolutely. Can't means a pushover tomorrow, is it? No, no, and, and I think what's interesting is you get you pigeonhole teams, don't you? And so I still pigeonhole Cardiff as a kind of Mick McCarthy era side who were full of big lads lumping or not or Warnock, yeah, and, and they're a threat of set pieces. Now, um, you know, I think they still do carry a threat of set pieces and the defenders have scored a bit in recently. But as Carrick was saying today, they're a passing team now. They play football. You know, they've got speedy attackers who are dangerous on the break, but they've also got midfielders who are quite comfortable in possession, more than happy to knock it around and build and pass and probe. So, you know, I think I think certainly from from what, what I would say is the, is the kind of stereotype of Cardiff, I think that's gone now. So... Um, that said, yeah, I, I think a top six position is still a massive surprise given how, you know, what you would have thought of them at the start of the season, the upheaval that's been there. You know, they have made signings, but they've certainly not been big money signings in, in, in comparison to other teams that are up at the top end of the championship. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a tricky game, this for Borough, because, you know, like you say, Cardiff will be coming full of confidence. Um, you know, they've won four on the bounce in the league, which... Whoever you are, as you know, cliche time again, but not many teams do that in the championship. Um, so the fact they've been able to do that says an awful lot. Like you said, they, they came up and won at the Stadium of Light, which, given the way Sunderland have been playing recently, is not an easy thing to do. So, Borough are going to have to be on it on it tomorrow. Yeah, they are. They, they you know, this will be a this will be an interesting examination of them, I think, tomorrow. And it feels, I mean, obviously, you'd love to win on Tuesday night and you'd love to win on Saturday. If you can get four points from these two games, then, then you go into the break. And, then, and we talked about this only a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? For all, there was clearly a lot to be concerned about then. We did say yeah. things can very quickly change and, and they have done. And if you can continue that to the break now, then again, it just gives you a chance to take stock. Whereas last time, the break felt like it came at a really good time just to give yeah. Borough a chance to to reconsider and then you come back to like to you know I guess pause for thought after that tough start Blackburn defeat first half at Sheffield Wednesday which was which was dreadful but fair play to them I know I know managers will tell you this but it but it does say a lot about the character of the team for the way they've bounced back especially from that first half against Sheffield Wednesday because that was deeply worrying that that performance yeah absolutely and 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 I think Listen, Saturday is Saturday's a big game because it's a derby, is it a derby, isn't it? A derby, it's whatever. A game for, yeah. I think tomorrow is more important though, because I think at home, tomorrow's the one that kind of keeps that momentum going or feels like a bubble's being burst pretty quickly after it's been blown up, if you know what I mean. I, I think if Borough go and win tomorrow, then that's two home wins on the bounce. You know that 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 genuinely is a kind of feel good factor back at the Riverside, and even if then they go and lose at Sunderland, yeah, clearly absolutely not ideal because it's Sunderland. But taking a you know step taking a step back, 
Sunderland at the moment are playing ever so well and it will be no disgrace for Borough to go and lose there. I think if they don't win tomorrow, then A, the momentum dissipates quite a lot and B, suddenly an awful lot of pressure is piled back on that Sunderland game because you then, you know, if, if suddenly you're going into the, national, into the international break on the back of two defeats or a poor home draw and a defeat at Sunderland, then I think all the questions that we were asking, what, three weeks, a month ago, are probably right back on the agenda for the international break. So it it, it, it feels like um, tomorrow night will go a long way towards de determining kind of where Borough are at in this next international break. More so, I think, probably than the Sunderland game for all that the Sunderland game will have a lot around it and understandably the fans will be desperate to win that. I think I think tomorrow is the one you, you probably need to win to really keep things going. And what do you reckon? Um, we haven't we haven't been getting an awful lot right recently, have we? No. Um, <laughs> I I think I think the way that they're playing and the fact that they must have taken a you know a, a, a pretty decent amount of confidence out of the weekend, the fact that that Corburn has got the bit between his teeth. I think it'll be tight. I think either 2-1 Borough or 1-1. One, one. Um, but I think 2-1 Borough is a reasonable enough guess. I, for all they've been on this good run, I don't think Cardiff are a side that are going to score an awful lot of goals and create a hat full of chances. I, I don't have them pegged as that. I think they'll be probably hard to break down. So I, I think it'll be quite tight. But I, I, I fancy 2-1 Borough. You? Yeah, I, I I think that I'd, I'd, I'd have probably gone two one as well. I, I fancy Borough to imagine. I just think they'll have taken so much belief, not just from winning games, but the way they've won games. That the Sheffield yeah. Wednesday game that I mentioned, as poor as they were in the first half, they weren't brilliant in the second half, but there was clearly an improvement, and they got something from the game. And I, and the, I, th I think they'll have come away from that thinking, kicking themselves really for not winning it. Yeah. Then to go a goal down against Southampton when confidence you would have thought at that stage would have been fragile but the, Middle, the yeah. way they fought back there then to go 2-0 up against Watford let that slip but to, to to then go on and win the game I think all of those will have helped to build belief and I suddenly think this game now whereas this felt like pressure I think this is a game suddenly that you're bouncing to and it's one of them yeah, where yeah. you can't wait to get another one um, on the back of the Bradford Cup win as well and and the boost of the exit to draw, really. I know Carrick will be stressing not to um, not to take that for granted, but but it is something to look yeah, forward yeah. to for the players, as we talked about at length last week. So, so I, I just think there'll be a real feel-good factor around the squad now, and I, and, I, and I think that momentum will, will see them through on Tuesday. Yeah. And I, I fancy them to win at 2-1, 2-0, 2-1, and then... Then well, then it's Sunderland, and we'll talk about that at length, no doubt, later in the week. But yeah. um, I would say I think um, I think Jones is a big player at the moment. Assuming yeah, starts to do because I think that if it is going to be Smith and Vandenberg as the as the fullbacks, which we're kind of expecting it will be, then there's not an awful lot of attacking thrust there, is there? Smith because that's not really the way he plays. Vandenberg, I think, because understandably he's a centre half, really, who's playing at left back. But at this stage of his career. He's going to be focusing more on getting the defensive side of his game right than bombing on down that flank, which is understandable. Housen's clearly not going to be bombing on very much. So I think there's there's a real onus on Jones to be the creative outlet, to be the, the kind of dynamism in that team. 
Um, and, and he stepped up reasonably well to that in the last couple of games. So I think I think it'll be a, I think he'll be a, a big big player if the team is as we expect it to be. Because that back four, the, the whole dynamic changes when you move Vandenberg to the left and bring say a Smith in the right. Because kind of the success of Smith last year was obviously Giles bombing on Smith, tucking into almost making a, a back That's three. Great. Whereas that back four of Vandenberg, Fry, Lenahan. Tommy Smith, you know, Tony Pulis would look at that and think, oh, that's my yeah. type of back four. Like, and it's just, just a back four, isn't just it? Just a proper yeah. back four of, of defenders first, isn't it? Yeah. Now, yeah, which know, is fine. Like, it's not necessarily a problem. But like I say, you do have to create width from somewhere and you do have to create some energy and forward momentum from somewhere. And if you look at that team, Jones stands out like a mile as the man who's probably going to have to do that. And, and he's, we spoke to him, him after Sheffield Wednesday when he'd come on and, and made a big impact there. And, and he admitted that one of his challenges is, because he has made an impact but, but in recent weeks, back end of last season, start of this season, we've certainly seen more signs and more flashes, haven't we, of the player we know he can be. But probably more of them had come from the bench up until the last couple of weeks. I think the challenge now, and he's, showing signs of stepping up to that is becoming a consistent starter again, isn't it? And, yeah. and and I think the other thing on that, we're talking about fullbacks there. I know it's probably only a footnote for now, but Dyke Steele's return mm. to the 21s on Friday night's good news. I, I, Dyke Steele, when he came in, I can't remember the game, but he came in for one or two games at the back end of last season and then shocking misfortune really when he was sent off at Rotherham and that allowed Smith to then come back into the team. But I thought I looked. I thought Dyke Smith, Dyke Steele looked really good in those <clears throat> in those games. He'll be desperate for a run of games under Carrick, won't he? The chance to the chance to yeah. try and nail down a spot. And you're right. I mean, if he's in the team, then again the dynamic of the back four shifts a bit again, doesn't it? Because he does have that athleticism and, and agility, and, and 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 you know at least a much more of a of a kind of forward thrust and threat down the right. Um, I mean, I think it's still fairly early with him. He obviously, he, you know, he, he got the injury in pre-season. By all accounts, um, it was obviously in that behind-closed-doors game against uh, Victoria Setubal. By all <laughs> accounts, it was a horrendous tackle. I mean, I know I'd speak to a couple of the press lads at Baru who were watching the game. It was, you know, X-rated stuff at any time, let alone in a pre-season friendly. So, um, it's obviously taken the best part of three months to get over that. Now, interestingly, Carrick said today, you know, yeah, he is, he is behind, as you would expect, but should only take him a few days, maybe a week or so, to get back up to where we want him. So, I don't think it's inconceivable that he's maybe on the bench, if not tomorrow night, then maybe for Sunderland. And then, and then you know, I think he'll definitely be in amongst it straight after the international break. And and that could be important because, you know, if Borough aren't going to have a, a real natural attacking fullback down the left, like they had last season with Giles, then... You know, maybe maybe Gadiel rather than Smith just helps the balance of that back four and the balance of the team. We'll see over time. But if nothing else, it, it's another option, isn't it? And just finally, what about Matt Clark on the subject of defenders and fitness? Any any suggestion? I know Carrick has stressed that there's no there's no rush, there's no urgency. What we, we what we don't want to do is risk rushing him back and you know one step forward, two steps back. But is there any indication of when he when he might be? Ready to be. I think I think we're probably talking after the international break, and then I think it'll be it'll be potentially in amongst it for first team squad return. You know, pushing for a place. Um, I mean, it's one of those, isn't it? I think you know, if Lenahan w- w- was badly injured instead of being ill, 
then you look at it and thinking maybe we need Clark on the bench and it, you know just in case and if he can give us 20 minutes if we're desperate that they're not at that stage at the moment you know what I mean McNair's there he obviously came in at the weekend so they, so they don't need that but um yeah I, I think I, I don't see a scenario well I mean I guess he could be on the bench couldn't he there's enough subs nowadays that you can kind of put <coughs> someone on the bench really thinking you're going to use them but I think it's I think it's more likely after the international break than before for that. And and just one last one before we wrap up. I, I wasn't at Watford on Saturday, but I've seen uh, Yusuf, the, the Borough fan, who, who, who most, if not all, Borough fans will be aware of, had taken to social media over the weekend to say that there was some, a few, very few Borough fans uh, un, absolutely inexplicably racially abused him yeah, during, yeah. during the game um i know yusuf has had issues in the past and, I, and i've spoke to yusuf at length in the past but it goes without saying that our thoughts and support are, are clearly with Yusuf. he's a brilliant bloke his support is brilliant home and away it's great entertainment to be able to see yusuf from the press box and see him dancing around usually on the front row somewhere so yeah hopefully you know clearly 99.9% of the Borough fan base is, is going to be with him and, and he's got the support of <clears throat> of them off the weekend. So, yeah, thoughts with him. And, and I'd seen Borough put out a statement earlier today saying that the... Yeah, it was depressing to read in here, wasn't it? I mean, you know, it's um, it's unacceptable and, and, and depressing enough if it's other fans directing it, you know, at him or something like that. But, you know, if... if um, if it is as we're led to believe that it is, and it's been from you know proper borough fans as part of the away end, then that is just unacceptable, and it's it's you know it's it's pretty grim stuff, isn't it? In this day and age, to be perfectly honest, but um, you know, sadly, we do we do still see that. I mean, I was at Hillsborough on Friday night, and obviously there was the Sheffield Wednesday fans waving the Bradley Lowry stuff, which is just you just wonder what goes through people's minds. It's um, well, that's really one of them where I'd, I I was off over the weekend, but when I'd seen that. On social media originally, my, my, my instinctive reaction is that can't be, that can't be genuine, that can't be yeah. real. Just because you think, why yeah. on earth? Like, how what, what on head? Exactly, it's you know, yeah, bonkers, absolutely bonkers. And and you know that 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 was um that was pretty grim when that started coming out on social media on kind of Friday night, Saturday morning. And then, like you say, the the useless stuff on the back of the Borough game. You know, every bit is depressing, really. But um. But yes, hopefully, hopefully it'll um, it'll get dealt with, and obviously it, it goes without saying that you know if um, if anyone was at the game and and heard anything or knows anything, then get in touch with the club because you know they do want to get yeah. to the bottom of it. As I say, I know I was at Rockcliffe today, and 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 it was discussed, not not with Carrick because it you know it, it's not really fair. I don't think to ask him about it. it's got nothing to do with him really, but but just in and around the the, the, the club at Rockcliffe, you know they are aware of it, they are looking into it, they want to do what they can with it, so. Um, yeah, if you know, if anyone's watching this and, and 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 knows anything about it, then yeah, I would I would urge you do get in touch with the club because they, they, they do want to sort it out if there is an issue there. Yeah, yeah, he's a brilliant fellow, Yusuf. I don't I don't know whether he watches and listens. I'd like to think he does. I like to think and hope every Borough fan watches and listens. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think he'll know from the reaction over the last couple of days that he has the support of yeah thousands and thousands so um yeah i hope he keeps doing what he's doing and i hope borough keep doing what they're doing and get a win yeah you're at the riverside tomorrow isn't it i am yeah um i i haven't seen yeah. their last game was sheffield wednesday so i'm i'm looking forward oh, to the seeing first half better be better than that i'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing a borough transformed on um, yeah exactly 
on Tuesday night. Yeah, I've got Borough tomorrow, Sunderland Watford on Wednesday. It's a proper scouting job for both before I make my decision on what's going to happen on Saturday. On Saturday, exactly. Which exactly. we'll talk about because we'll do another pod. We'll do another video Thursday yeah, or Friday. Yeah, back end of the week, definitely. On the back of the press conferences, yeah, and, and before the game on Saturday. As usual, uh, if you watch on YouTube, then um, please remember to subscribe, leave a comment. And if you listen on on uh, on podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, then, then please do um, leave a review and, and, and rate us as well on there because that makes a big difference. Thanks as ever for watching and listening and we'll be back later in the week to hopefully reflect on another win and look forward to that trip to Sunderland. <laughs>